Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. Thanksgiving week. It is November 21st. We've got SmackDown Live to talk about. I'll get the plugs out of the way, saving them for the beginning and the end of the show nowadays. Uh, even though it's Thanksgiving week, we will still have plenty of uh, plenty of content up on Fightful.com from exclusives to podcasts. we got two drop in th- uh, on Thanksgiving. We have the MMA Industry Podcast, James Lynch talking to our very own Showdown Joe. And then that night, if you register as a member of Fightful.com, absolutely free, You'll have my Fightful Books It uh, podcast where I talk about changes that I would make to the Royal Rumble match and uh, really what surrounds it. But uh, that's not all we have over at Fightful.com. Photos, videos, events, results, anything you could ask for. Just head over there, check it out, and visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Get our sweet Fightful shirts. If you buy a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp through Christmas, uh, the profits will be donated to local charity, and coat drives. I, tonight, am joined by Jeffrey Hawkins. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hey, uh, doing well. I've spent the last week looking for the app for Black Twitter. I can't find it. Can you point me to it? I I could just give you my login information. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, It's it's a good time. It's a good time. You got to, you got to, it. You got to stay ahead of the curve. Anna Bowert's also here. She had an episode of Most Ridiculous Drop this week. Anna, hello. Have you, have you recovered yet? Because I know that you, like I, riding on very little sleep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was supposed to be my night off ended up being a night of putting together a newsletter. So no, no, no. But Christmas is coming, so I'm assuming I'll have a night there. It'll be good. Well, we have SmackDown Live to talk about. They don't have the 10-week gap that Raw has between pay-per-view, so four weeks, we're good to go, and it looks like we already have a direction. It looks like we have several matches already in the cards. Shane McMahon comes out to the ring. He brings out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And to be honest with you, not a whole lot is really said for the first 10 minutes. It's them just being like going back and forth until Daniel Bryan comes out and says, hey, we're not going to fire you. We're going to put you in a lumberjack match. I don't know how I feel about spending 15 minutes to set up a pointless lumberjack match. But that might be because I'm riding on night four or four of covering wrestling in Houston for of WWE. That, that might be why it is. Maybe that's why I'm not as... I wasn't as excited about that. But, uh, Jeff, your thoughts on this opening segment, the tease of firing Sammy and KO by Shane McMahon. Uh, I, I agree with you. Never take 15 minutes to get to the point. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was transfixed by the bruises on both sides of Shane's head, probably from the pedigree. Um, <laughs> and I, I was, you know what, while they were saying all these things, I realized they have to kind of recap 
Survivor Series because that's their way. They always treat the audience like, hey, you haven't been watching for the past four days here in Houston. Um, but I enjoyed uh, Sammy's little gesticulations in the background and just kind of Sammy being just a total, total dick. On that, that's show. pretty much the highlight. And we'll, we'll yeah. get to more of that later. Anna, any thoughts on this this opening segment? I just kept thinking of the WWE campaign of be a star against bullying. And that's essentially what this show was. I mean, we'll get to it in the final match. I'm just questioning what the point of all this is, because I feel like what they were trying to do, the complete opposite happened. Mm. Um, my dad actually came and sat down when Sammy came out because he was enjoying his skanking so much. So <laughs> these guys just, they have it. And this whole, like the two of you, the entire SmackDown locker room hates your guts. I'm sorry. We've seen a SmackDown locker room meeting. Like your opinions are invalid at this point. You all drink the Kool-Aid. You all suck. Right now, that's where I'm at with this. Well, to, to be fair to that point, that was before they, they left SmackDown high and dry and cost SmackDown the match. And Byron Saxon would later bring up the point of where, where it hurts their bottom dollar and their, their money. And I appreciated that, but there was no real emphasis put on it. Shelton Benjamin defeated Jay Uso. I think it was Jay. It was. It was Jay. I usually couldn't care less about these one-on-one matches between the tag team members, but Shelton Benjamin, it's not like that's been done to death. Even the Usos, not done to death. And it was fine. They traded kicks. Most of this match happened during a commercial. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> when we came back, both guys uh, got distracted by Jimmy Uso and Chad Gable. A super kick only gets two from Uso, then Shelton moves out of the way of a splash, gets pay dirt for the win. Jeff, Shelton isn't necessarily where he was physically or in the ring when he left WWE, but he's still not bad. I found his selling quite good tonight, as a matter yeah. of fact. I thought, he, I, you know, I, I didn't like him a lot on this New Japan run he did. Um, I found him kind of, you know, repetitious. He was still very athletic, but I just didn't find any kind of personality in his matches. I thought he was wonderful here tonight he was very transfixing to me i mean I, I still regret not having a run of the minnesota stretching crew on the main roster yeah. but i'll take this um i also noticed there's no longer a fat uso so i can't i like you am having a hard time telling They're, you Jimmy, they got themselves in shape both they, of them i mean they, i mean they're motivated they're very motivated um a little bit too much gable interference for my liking but the whole point was so that Shelton could win, not necessarily too clean. But I still, I thought Shelton Benjamin was great in this match. Anna, any thoughts on this? I don't know how familiar you were with Shelton's early run or anything like that. I don't, when when did you about start getting into things? When he was around, I was I was dabbling. Um, yes, dabbling. You know, this was a typical taking out one of the tag team and putting them together, even though this is the match we're going to get at Clash of Champions. And, you know, like you guys said, this is Benjamin up there. We haven't really seen this from him in this run yet. So that was cool, except that they always do this formula, which kind of wrecks it a little bit. In terms of getting the two mixed up, whoever called it on commentary when um, Jimmy was thrown into the barricade, they said that Jay was which I was like, dude, you're calling the match. Jay's in the match. You should probably know your shit by now. Um, my only issue with this was, like, I don't care that Benjamin won, but the Usos beat the bar at Survivor Series. They can't really, like, just explain that. Have the commentary team be like, oh, you know, they're still recovering. They're still slightly injured. Just, you know, if they're going to keep bringing up Survivor Series and have a 15-minute recap at the start of the show, then at least do something like that for this. Well, it looks like this is the match we're getting at Clash of Champions. Shelton and Gable against the Usos, as we should. That that match ended a little funky. Now, I got, I got one question in particular for you, Anna. Principles! Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least the first question wasn't a repeat. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are backstage looking for people to help them out. They run into Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, later Rusev and Aiden English. I, I really dig these segments backstage because it's a way outside of the Lumberjack match. You get Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, Rusev, Aiden English on TV without having them have to wrestle somebody every week. Like, 
I think that's a nice way that SmackDown does that. Uh, Anna, what do you think of this search for allies? I loved it. And it's, it's little character glimpses, like the fact that Rusev just gets Aiden English to serenade him at his bequest whenever. That's a thing that happens. And we don't need to see that in the ring. We don't need to see, like make a big deal out of it, but it happens. Um, and Ko's disdain his disdain face is the first thing that I want to see when I die and whatever's on the other side, that's, I just, I want that to be it. It's just beautiful. Jeff, your, your thoughts on this. Uh, first of all, happy Rusev day. Um, <laughs> I, I was hoping Baron Corbin would pull out the old Groucho Marx line. Uh, those are my principles. If you don't like them, I have others. Um, I liked Bobby Roode here a lot. I, I thought he showed a nice little fire that he hasn't really shown in kind of his stilted promos uh, that he's been getting. Uh, These segments at times feel a little bit too WWE, 2K, whatever, in terms of you're walking along in the backstage and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's Bobby Roode in full regalia uh, waiting to talk to you. Um, But that, that minor quibble is offset by Happy Rusev, which is the most, uh, which is the greatest thing in the history of stuff. Shane McMahon reveals that he is leaving the venue later on. Naomi is backstage and... Lucky. (laughs) Yeah, and so Naomi's backstage. And, oh my God. I don't know who makes the call and says, Naomi's got to be the one that we have to have communicate verbally in this segment. You know, I'm really upset that I lost the SmackDown Survivor Series five-on-five match, but I'm pretty happy that Charlotte won against Alexa Bliss, just like she's going to do tonight against Natalia. What do you think, makeup lady? Ruby Riot? Oh, snap! God, man, she was miserable here. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I under- they, they should... <laughs> The the idea is good. The idea of having, oh, it's behind the scenes and it's during the time she's getting her makeup put on. I'd be fine with that. But, yeah, the, the dialogue is just, it's, it's as you say, so uh, duty. It's her delivery of it, too. Like, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to deliver, but the way that she does is so, so bad. Well, I mean, it, it's just, it's like, yeah, I'm upset about this, but man, I'm happy about Charlotte, and I'm going to plug the match with her later tonight with Natalia. Oh, and here comes the new character in here that I'll have to introduce you know at the what? same time. Instead of, instead of me doing the plugs, I'm going to write our fightful plugs as badly as possible <laughs> for Anna to deliver as bad as she possibly can. Like, I want her to go as wooden as possible, because... Now it's it's mandatory. I get requests for new things to push as Braun Strowman on the show. So we got to go to the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. You know what the Ruby Riot introduction reminded me of? Did you ever see the Scooby-Doo mysteries where they always have the uh, celebrity guest star and they'd walk in? It's like, hello, everybody. Jonathan Winters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sammy so Duncan. Ru- so Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. They're here. They debuted in virtually the same manner in which Paige, uh, Paige and her buddies did last night. Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. You think there's some meaning behind that, Anna? Yeah, yeah. Um, and before we move on too far, I would like to just say that you should get your opinionated wrongfully T-shirts from Fightful Online Wrestling Store, Pro Wrestling Tees. Exactly. <laughs> too natural. You're too natural at um, this. What it is my sheer enthusiasm, um, Anna? You're such a good actor that you can't play a bad actor. Wow. You have reached the inception of acting. Like it is. <laughs> like you. <laughs> it is against the grain. Um, look, people are pissy about. Why these girls, you know, uh, Sarah Logan hasn't been at NXT that long. Um, Liv Morgan hasn't been on TV for a long time. The thing is, Sarah Logan, Ruby Wright, a lot of these women have been in the indies for a very long time. And just because a lot of these women haven't been on TV for a while, they're at the performance center every single day. 
they are working every single day and getting to this point to debut every single day. So to have this happen, considering all the crap that we've had from the women's division for the past six months beyond, I am so freaking for it and excited and happy and I will turn up at someone's house and punch them in the face if they screw this up. That is actually at the point where I would like to announce that I will also be taking bookings for 2018 because I want to be a part of this and I have massive, massive FOMO. I'm just really excited. Jeff, your, your thoughts on this segment? I'm, I think one of the reasons they picked the women they did to bring up was because they're not on NXT TV all that yeah. much. So they're kind of an open book in order to... Write, write a want. story, but they haven't written the story yet. That's why they did them in threes like this, because it's it's they're they're throwing spaghetti to the wall yep. and seeing what sticks. Um, I also think the reason they brought up six is because you can now. I think they now have twenty. I think it's enough for a women's Royal Rumble. I think that's going to be the build here. If Before I that. were if I were both Sonya Deville and Sarah Logan, those are the two I think are going to be taking the falls for these threesomes for the most part. I would be very, and just for any of the members of the threesomes here, I would be very hands-on in trying to craft character development right now because I don't think they know what they want to do with them just yet. And I would not trust them to be careful with my character. I Road think Dog I, just wanted Road Dog just wanted Sarah Logan on the main roster. I mean, that was it. He he liked what he saw in the okay. May Young Classic and wanted her up. She's very good. I I like I like this second three. I, I think both blondes are going to be protected. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I said I talked last night about how impressive it is that Paige willed herself back in WWE because they they seemed very cool with just letting her earn her downside and chill on the sidelines. But she kept coming back and saying, "I want to wrestle. I want to do this. I want to do this." Oh, man. It's, it's absolutely huge that she came back last night. Yeah. Well, after over, all the stuff she overcame between photo leaks and bad relationships and suspensions and injuries, the structure fire of a match that Sarah Logan had with Alexa Bliss on NXT TV last year, where Alexa Bliss got visibly angry with her, like, and that, that doesn't generally, you've never seen that in an yeah. Alexa Bliss match. Like, that is something to overcome, and fortunately for Sarah Logan, she was able to, because when you see those vignettes, they're like... I can relate to that a little bit. I've got, I've got like 10 girls on my block who act like that, who are like sustenance hunters. And like, there are people like that. So I, I can see that. I can see the character in her. That's something that they could have really missed out on. And she had a lot of other things going against her, like the style of matches that she worked on the independent circuit that WWE kind of said, Hey, chill out with that. Maybe, uh, maybe don't blade on the indies. That ain't worth it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, if you all haven't seen it, go back and watch that Alexa Bliss match, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's from like yeah, January or February of 2016. But that yeah, one, I, think, I, I thought that I thought that they would get one look at that and never touch her again, and I'm pleasantly surprised. That that yeah, I didn't great. think they'd bring her. I didn't think they'd bring her back even for for like for enhancement work or yeah. the or the May Young Classic after that. Uh, just to finish my little spiel here. Um, I think Ruby Riot as a leader is going to be fun and a fun change for her. I think I think the SmackDown debut for these three was better than the Raw debut for those three because on this side they took out the top three fa baby faces mm -hmm. of the women's division. I think that was a good thing. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what the young women who didn't work the indies, how they do once they actually have to start wrestling long matches. And, you know, Sonya Deville's interesting just because the horse women are supposedly training for that WrestleMania match. So both sides are interesting for various different reasons, in my opinion. Um, but I also think a couple of the calls weren't an accident here either in terms of who they wanted to bring up. We have some breaking news. Oh, coming soon to 205 Live, Hideo Itami. <laughs> that's a good call. That's a very good call. I think that's that's the right move to make. It's the right he's that's the right place for him to maximize his potential. Good stuff. I've never been that into uh Hideo Itami, but I think I would really like to see a Hideo Itami Enzo Amore program. I think that's fun. As long as they keep him away from Tazawa and making that a package deal, I think it'll be good. 
I always thought Hideo Itami would work as a heel who like, <laughs> like who was really disgusted. Like he could, he could be disgusted by American fans and I get it because they're so different than the fans that he wrestled in front of. So he gets four Japanese fans to sit ringside at all of his matches <laughs> and politely clap <laughs> instead of making noise and booing. I thought that would have been brilliant. Uh, Anna, anything else you want to put a bow on these debuts or maybe talk a little to Tommy? Um, just going off what Jeff was saying, there's a reason they also brought them up in threes. I really hope they do keep these factions together and they actually start delving more into women's tag now that they have more women on the roster to do so. But I think for the girls that do have the lesser of experience, that's, you know, I mean, they, they keep doing this. They're bringing them up and it's training ground on the main roster. Um, with the women, you can kind of understand a bit more why, uh, considering just the difference in numbers. But I think it's it's too soon to be hypercritical about this. I think, I mean, my perspective is this is just a breath of fresh air considering the crap that we've been getting. Well, and, you know, they instantly made my wish came, come true and beat up Natty. It was great. Here's why I'm a little surprised, because, like, the iconic duo are ready-made gimmick for the main roster. And it doesn't help the backlog down on that level, I think. It, it's yeah, kind of I mean, a weird I was thing. about them, but they wouldn't like, – this is not the spot to bring them up. They need okay. to come up as them, as – them together as a duo and not part of a bigger faction. I well, feel the, like these yeah. these things are connected, and this is going to be a bigger thing. Yeah, they are too they're not anybody's cronies, but each other. Like that, yeah. that's it. That's where the their danger, loyalty lies. The danger in that though is that the act gets stale down on NXT while they're still waiting for like after the rumble and for maybe a couple <laughs> roster spots to clear up. That's that's kind of the downside of that. There's also the issue of who in the hell is going to talk for Kyrie Sane and Ember Moon. Amber yeah. Moon ain't cutting the main promos in those matches. <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't wait until she's on the main roster here and her and Naomi just have a conversation backstage. Oh, Jesus, man. That's horrifying. What do we got next? The bros. The Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> my only notes were the finish and that this debut qualifies as a real proper ass-kicking. Anna, what did you think of these uh, Ninja Turtle foot soldiers that wrestled tonight? <laughs> it was a quick squash. They were looking strong, so there is hope. I just wish that they got them out of that ring as soon as possible after the match finished instead of the awkward, heavy breathing and tongue poking. Um, but if you go and watch Most Ridiculous, the Survivor Series special, you will actually see what I was referring to, it, that they debuted these new outfits at the house shows and revealing themselves to be Kane's son. So um, that's that too. That's nice. Jeff, your thoughts on the Bludgeon Brothers? You have been railing against them for weeks. I bet you love them now. Not, <laughs> not against them personally, against the gimmick. Uh, you know, suffering, misery, anguish, and pain. Uh, I think I went through all of those uh, while watching the vignettes. Uh, I, 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 liked, I liked War Machine Jr. Um, here. I thought they were... Uh, I thought for certain this was the gimmick reserved for War Machine, and they just happened to get Rowan and Harper in there. Um, I, I liked the debut. I just wish there were more Haas teams for them to work with so that I could watch yeah. big guys throwing each other. I mean, if, if we hadn't seen Rowan and Harper team so much up until this, I think I think this crowd would have gone nuts for this debut. Tom Phillips <laughs> had the balls to say for the first time ever, Harper and Rowan tonight. I think for the first time ever, the as the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I think they shit. parse it that way. Well, yeah, All right, cool. Cool. So, <laughs> so, so next week, Jeff, for the first time ever, Sean and Jeff on a podcast as the Dickweed Duo. I'm, I'm down with that. First time ever. <laughs> so stupid. Like, yeah, I'm cool with the Bludgeon Brothers and their gimmick and them teaming. All for them teaming. I don't know about that gear. Don't know no. about that gear. The gear is no bueno. Um, it's super duty. And you know what's weird? It makes it makes Harper look small. Yeah, yeah. they need to head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Fightful. Get a couple of those Fightful shirts. I mean, 
I don't know if you all have seen what Bray Wyatt wears, but it kind of looks like he went to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp and got one of those Kraken Fight Team tees. Just saying. He wears a giant Kraken. Not that he's ever on TV anymore, but... I was like, when has he ever worn your face? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. He should wear a your boy shirt. I was hoping I was hoping someone from Team SmackDown would come out in a your boy shirt. <laughs> more likely uh people on Raw than SmackDown. I'll say that. Um what did you all did you all see the Bray Wyatt tweet where he right after the Bludgeon Brothers debuted? He just no. said, Come home. <laughs> oh, man. What do you make of that, Jeff? <laughs> I like I like the Wyatt family as as a as a as a stable and bring in bring back Braun too and just have a just have them kill fools. That's that's you know I'm I have no problem with that, but uh, I don't think Bray should be tweeting that during the show because then then it picks up steam and then people get heat. That's how people get heat. Yeah. Sean Ross. <laughs> huh. I just hope he was at home dressed as Sister Abigail and. I'm just tweeting that out. Yeah, it looks like they they just took the better uh, the better road and just avoided that entire situation with Bray Wyatt. So that's cool too. So I mean, like, what do you what do you see the ceiling of the the Bludgeon Brothers at Anna? Do you think this is going to be a team they get behind or just one that they fizzle out on pretty quickly? It- it they're gonna go by crowd reaction i think because i don't think someone like vince the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply would have a lot of stake in them and but the unfortunate thing about that is they don't know how to write this this kind of characters like actual dark i mean you can argue yeah the back in the day they they could they came up with some pretty messed up stuff and it was awesome but nowadays it's like just look at bray wyatt versus demon balor it turned into a disney movie and I, I feel like that's where these guys are going to get stuck unless they can actually really push to bring some severity into it. Yeah, there's there's one of two ways this goes. They either die because these characters are so kind of goofy with the hammers and the gear and stuff, or they get over that first time they're in a really, really vicious type of brawl with someone like the Usos or the New Day. So... uh this Hideo Itami thing, we're getting a lot of questions about it. Do you think he's immediately inserted into the title picture, Anna? On Probably. Probably, because they don't seem to have much stock in the guys that they already have there that could actually really do something with it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the mentality is behind writing that show. Jeff, your thoughts? The cynic in me thinks he gets two pay-per-view cycles and he gets cut. I mean really? that, that that's kind of, well that's kind of the way they do it with guys at the top of the 205 live division you get two cycles and then you're either dropped down significantly or or you're out of there. <laughs> See Neville, Austin Aries, Kalisto is about to be persona non grata on this 205 roster. Oh, yeah. You know, Tazawa gets jettisoned for a while, you know. Well, it, I mean that's, Rich, that's Rich Swan was there for a little while, he was at the top and then nothing. TJ yeah. Perkins no, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Cedric hasn't had his title shot yet, so he'll, he'll get there. He'll get there, and then he'll get out of there. And then Enzo will still be champ. <laughs> yeah. 
AJ Styles comes out and cuts a promo about not losing, uh, not being exactly what he was going for in the Lesnar match, but appreciates the support. He talked about how people refer to him as Rocky. Paul Heyman put him over. Then he calls out Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, who makes Naomi look like goddamn Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> cuts a promo on the, the Titantron, the wrestling at Clash of Champions. Jeff... You're you're an actor. <laughs> In name, yes. Um, Guys, go ahead and describe to me what I witnessed in the form of Jinder <laughs> Mahal in this Titan Tron. Uh, well, first you 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 witnessed greatness by AJ Styles because I thought the button on that that the button on that promo about did you see the sequel to Rocky? In the end, Rocky wins. I thought that was a nice little nice little bow great, and a possible. And a possible, you know, it leaves the door open for a rematch if they ever want it. Even though the last time they've dropped hints like that, it was Finn Balor, and it looks like he's not getting his match. Um, and and Jinder, uh, yeah, Jinder's straight out of 1985, still doing his thing. Uh, oh, we're not gonna have that title match tonight. We're gonna do it on his terms, and it's gonna be a Clash of Champions. That's gonna, yeah. Let's need O gang. Mm. Yeah. God damn man. The Singh brothers attack AJ Styles. He ends up hitting one with the Styles Clash. We got four more weeks of this, I guess. Uh, Anna, do you think Gender takes his title back? AJ, AJ, I'm up here, AJ. No, the the best part was AJ, who was looking right at the screen. Like, I'm I'm trapped in this box. Come help me. Help me, AJ. I'm trapped in this box. Damn it. They tarped off the nosebleeds. How are you up there? This promo was like a fan who turned up to the Performance Center open day having a go. (laughs) Um, It was just... He kept cutting in at the wrong time during during the Sing beatdown. <laughs> AJ was about to about to drop one of them, and then you just hear this, uh, and then AJ stops and looks at the screen, and everyone stops and looks at the screen. I was I was waiting for him to say, "Where's my cue?" Four weeks. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Chess for God if he wins, and we got to deal with this even more. Oh. I, hope he, I hope he starts every promo by saying AJ, AJ, up here. No matter, no matter what the promo is, just just because it, it's become in muscle memory or something. SmackDown oh. Women's Championship match: Charlotte and Natalia go to a no contest. Uh, the middle turnbuckle spot is the new Tower of Doom in women's matches. It happens all the time. Uh, one of my notes was that Natalia does a, like far too much posing mid match for my liking, especially in a championship match where you know, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially when you're trying to regain your championship. I thought it was a solid back and forth match. Charlotte does a nice like head and arm backbreaker, then reverse STOs Natalia into the turnbuckle. Charlotte's over rotating of her moonsault actually worked here because Natalia got her knees up and it made for a Good little visual, at least from one angle. Anna, what did you think of the match before the invasion that derailed it? Yeah, it was a good match. Um, You're so proud AJ, of yourself, aren't you? AJ, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just picturing the next four weeks. Um, Natalia is like one of the 12-year-olds from Dance Moms. She looked just like one. She looks like one. She acts like one. She talks like one. I just don't. It's weird to me. She's 30-something she has the body of a 30-something-year-old woman, and this is what's coming out. It's it's bizarre. Um, the match is cool. It's – I'm very curious as to – I've never seen Total Divas, so is this actually her? Or is I this mean, you're saying that she's the body of a 30-something-year-old. Like, for Natalia, is that an insult? No. Yeah. Why is having the, the body of a 30-something-year-old woman an insult, Sean? 
I, I don't know. It's the way that you said it. It seemed like you were intending for it to be an insult. No, that's natural as opposed to being thirty something year old woman and looking like a twelve year old. I'm oh, yeah, that's my true. tongue so hard right now. Unless you're into just, that kind of thing, you stigo. I'm just saying it seemed like you were trying to insult her and I was like, What's wrong with that? How is that an insult? I don't know. You said it like it was. Go back and go back and watch the tape, Anna. Go back and watch the tape. Uh, yeah, uh, Natalia's 35. So I don't know if the Yeah, she looks, like, she looks appropriately 35, except this yeah, is what comes does. out. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. AJ, up here. Um, <laughs> I'll derail this show. Yeah, screw you all. You two having your little bit. I'm getting in on the comedy. Um, I thought this was one of Natty's better outings up until the uh, interruption. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree with Sean Ross Sapp here. Uh, yeah, I said all three of your names. Um, I, I think there's too much gesticulating by heel women in the middle of their matches now, doing poses and doing the screaming. You're not any good now, Bailey, Sasha, whoever they're going to yell at at the time. I think there's way too much of that kind of soap opera type stuff. And uh, now you two may continue about uh, Natty's body. Yeah, us. Make it like yeah, that, us. That's the direction that went. That, that's me as Sammy kind of bailing out of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv attack Natalia and Charlotte. Uh, I think NXT got more chance on Tuesday than they did on Saturday, guys. Like, <laughs> it's kind of odd. It's Charlotte, not I, even on NXT that much. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, I thought sold like a million bucks for Ruby Riot's finish. That arm ringer kick, like that was, that was wonderful. Oh, that was that was the other thing in the promo before with the Becky beatdown. Becky sold her ass off. Oh yeah, she to did. To the point where it's like, hats off to her. She really put those women over. And I think Sarah Logan looked appropriately bloodthirsty in this beatdown as well, where she was just kind of stalking Charlotte. Hunting uh, season. Uh, yeah, oh, I like I like the promo. She is using that in a promo. Oh, yeah, she is. Ooh. It's a new catchphrase. Why you got to do Damn. that? You're welcome, Sarah. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to trash the production because as soon as people show up at ringside, the cameramen have a goddamn seizure. <laughs> and... <laughs> up here aj yeah that would have been a major i they should have zoomed right into gender's face like a hard zoom on his nose just oh, like, that would have been great he almost did actually that final shot of him was mighty close <laughs> is it his nose or the moon landing quit let's oh, go ahead sorry lumberjack match kevin owens and Sami Zayn defeated new day <laughs> The funniest part of this show was nobody touches Kofi Kingston outside, but they all attack Zane. That wasn't funny. What was funny was Kevin Owens kicking Tyler Breeze in the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> to the point to where I don't think I don't think Tyler sold it because he didn't expect it or know that it would happen. <laughs> just just without discrimination, Zane just kicking who was ever clo- or uh, Owens kicking who was ever closest to him. Xavier Woods was dressed as a lumberjack. Tonight, I learned that Mike Kanellis, the Colognes, and Ty Dillinger are all still on the road. And when I thought the Colognes, when I saw the Colognes, what did, what did you think, Jeff? What did I think when I saw the Colognes? I was yeah. happy to see them, more or less. Because um, I, was, I was fully expecting them to be chum in the water for the Bludgeon Brothers next week. Yeah, no, I, I expect that to happen. Uh, I... I think you underplayed how well Sammy played this first beatdown of his because he threw Kofi out and, like, almost on instinct decided to follow him and then took that beat and realized the mistake he made before everybody just swarmed on him. I thought that – I howled at that. I know you may not have found that, but I howled at that spot. And then Kevin Owens adding the little – kicker to it by kicking Tyler Breeze in the head was just fantastic. I, You know what? I was actually a little surprised that the UK guys weren't brought out for the 
Lumberjack because they were on the uh, on on I guess main event or at least on the pre-show for uh, hmm. for for SmackDown. So I thought that would have been a nice little cool touch. But uh, no, I liked that first spot. Um, I I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but I really didn't like them having to get the heat back after Sammy got the win. I thought Sammy should have escaped right there, and that would have made it much more clever and much more we want to see them get their comeuppance than watching Sammy get beat down. I thought it was way too soon for that. We'll get to that. Sammy Zayn shadow boxes and dances, and it's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. I can't. I don't even know what Byron Saxton said, but Corey Graves immediately fired back and said, "Sharks don't have hands, Saxton," <laughs> and I liked it. So. Kevin Owens, fired up. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Owens gets knees on a senton attempt. It looked painful, but not as painful as the Big E suplex hot tag. Corbin accidentally cracks Bobby Roode. My question is, Anna, how here are you for Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin? I'm actually pretty interested. I bet you are. I bet you are. Those promos, oh boy. I am going to put those on when I am having trouble sleeping. After a long day's work, I'm wired. All the I legitimately am interested in that in-ring. Thank you very much. I think that could be something cool. Could be. Could be. Hey, it's something different, okay, at least. The, the whole brawl yeah, thing. I remember around April of 2017, everybody said, at least they're doing something different. And seven months later, here we sit as Jinder Mahal awaits his WWE Championship rematch. AJ, no races up here. Were hurt. No races were hurt in the making of this promo. There is a difference. Just veterans. Just veterans, you know. Okay. Shout outs, Mike Gilbert. I remember you. Baron Corbin doesn't remember you, but I do. I do. Zayn manages to sneak out a win, but doesn't sneak out of the arena. Kofi jumped out onto Rusev and English after they helped him. <laughs> Kevin Owens runs away. <laughs> runs right into Daniel Bryan. Uh, I don't know if Owens is like legitimately tired, but if not, he sells being tired and panicked very, very well. Anna, he begs for his job back, or begs for his job, and Brian books him against Randy Orton next week. And then Kevin Owens is like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he realizes he might get fired. And he's like, okay, thank you. Part of me kind of wished, because he was on his knees when Dan Brown was like, no, I wasn't going to fire you if Kevin just low-blowed him right then and there. Like, you made us go through all that shit for nothing. Um, I love at the top of the show, they set up that Randy Orton was sent home because he said that he couldn't control what would happen. And then Shane left because he said he couldn't control what would happen. And I just love that that is now an excuse that I can use when I go into work. Sorry, like, <laughs> Greg really pissed me off the other day. I'm, I'm just going to go home because I'm not going to be able to control myself. It works. Um, just the whole brawl thing. It, it, that would work if there was actually underlying tension there between the roster and then it, this is just boiling point and that's cool. But the way that it happened just made them look like just really sad, squabbling, pathetic men. And it's like really like that is going to create that amount of chaos. It just looked, the whole thing just made the entire men's roster look really weak and bad. And I mean, from the Kool-Aid thing with the locker room, Hurrah, and then now this. And then uh, I don't understand the intention behind where are they going with Sammy and Kevin? But did they mean to make them come, come across as faces in this whole thing? Because that beat down at the end by New Day, that was like to the point of their entrance now when they pour cereal down little kids' throats. They've got to be careful that that isn't seen as assault because that's kind of mm -hmm. where their personas are heading. I just don't understand what they what they are trying to affect by having this angle. I think we should also give credit to Sami Zayn again for changing up his entrance when they came down to the ring for this one, where he where he had he wasn't bouncing around; he was dejected about having to fight this fight with the locker room out there. I thought that was uh, 
great. I'm a little disappointed. I don't know about you two. I'm disappointed that nothing really came of this whole Daniel Bryan tension with Shane McMahon. I, I really think that there should have been something done about that rather than just kind of going back to status quo. There's a lot that I haven't got. SmackDown used to be so good about tying up loose ends and making sure everything made sense. Talking Smack was a big part of that because when something didn't make sense, Daniel Bryan could go unscripted and make sense of it on that show. Mm-hmm. And everything was fine. Like, okay, cool, that makes sense. But they don't have that anymore. Also, we'll talk about this. Jeff, are you surprised that a show – that is designed solely to insult its audience, got canceled and bring it to the table. Oh, thank God. My long national nightmare is over that bring it to the table was canceled. They could take it back because I don't want it brought to the table. I hated that show with the passion of a thousand sons. I hated, if hate were people, it would be China. I hated that thing so much. I hated the spin of it. I hated the insulting of it. I hated Peter Rosenberg on it. I hated everything. Uh, JBL was insufferable on that dumb thing. Heyman saved that first episode, and then after that, it was downhill from there. I thought that he even tried to... I thought he was bad on that, too, because he played the role that I thought WWE really wanted him to play. Like He just like at every turn when Rosenberg would try to say something. And like I said last night, to Rosenberg's credit, he has said, I'm not a journalist. I am going yeah. to do whatever WWE wants me to do. So, hey, if that's if that's your your motive, then more power to you. I'm not going to hate on somebody for that. But no, they, you know what they did? They took Heyman's goodwill with yeah. smart fans, so to speak, and turned it against smart fans. And that, that was kind of unforgivable in a way. Anna, did you ever watch Bring It to the Table? Couldn't stomach it. No, I've, I've seen a couple of segments for no, research. No, anybody else, apparently. No, it was just like, what's the point? This felt like active punishment for us enjoying Talking Smack. And then they took away Talking Smack. And they're like, no, that's, that's not enough. You're going to have to keep watching this for a while. An active punishment for wanting something to make sense just a little bit more. Wanting yeah. a show, wanting to enjoy a show that you grew up enjoying and that you enjoy at times. Like, how dare you <laughs> offer up your thoughts on a program? Uh, Imagine I'm what, yeah. if uh, the guy that ran Talking Dead treated their audience the way that WWE did with that show. He never would because he's amazing. But that's the thing. Like, why can't they actually hire? And that's. And they have tried to hire people who represent the fans. But the problem with that is it's exactly why Talking Smack was pulled. It's They only want people to represent the fans if they are going to have the voice of Vince while doing that. And that was my problem with – I mean, I loved Talking Smack because it felt like the that leash was off. They were having fun trying to find their characters, and I didn't have to deal with – buzzwords like the WWE universe and the big dog and you know every single kind of just catchphrase time yeah it's hunting season <laughs> AJ up here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, up where I'm hoping sh- that becomes I'm hoping that becomes Ginger's new t-shirt <laughs> Where up here. People on Twitter right now are asking for Dickweed Duos t-shirts, by the way. <laughs> what have I finally, done? I, finally, I get some merchandise out of this whole deal. <laughs> oh, God. Jeff Did I and please the, make the t-shirt design? <laughs> oh, dear God. It's just going to be me and Crayon saying Dickweed Duo. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great so idea. Jeff, any any more thoughts on this SmackDown this Tuesday? Uh, we, next week we have Orton and KO. We have AJ versus the Singh Brothers. I might go to that show. It's probably going to be literally a day of decision. But, uh, yeah, we got SmackDown it, next week. Judging from the photos from the arena tonight, it's a bad idea to do off non-Big 2, meaning Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, four-day weekends, especially – 
at non-destination locations right before the holidays. Bad idea. But overall, the show, I thought, I, I enjoyed this one a little bit more than Raw, to be honest with you. The city being Atlantis about three months ago doesn't help either. That so. too. <laughs> Anna, anything else to add to this SmackDown show? Just four more weeks. Four more weeks of gender, hard body, may hole. And then who knows? It won't be four more weeks. It'll be a lifetime that people will get to enjoy their Fightful.com t-shirts if they go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Yeah. Over there you can buy the Ya Boy t-shirt or the Fightful t-shirt. It's as bad as I can do it. It's as bad as I can do it. It's pretty bad. Hey, I, I worked hard on it. Follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. Follow Anna at Anna Bauert. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. And of course, visit us at Fightful.com. Uh, register and you will get that podcast that drops Thursday evening. It is members only. Absolutely free to sign up. So go do it. Jeff, tell the people what you got going on this week. Uh, we... We're going to do a show after this, but we're not. So the only show you're getting for this holiday week is uh, Rob and I talking NXT and Survivor Series. Uh, a, a lively discussion, I thought. I thought both of us really enjoyed both shows for the most part, except for the end of uh, Survivor Series. But, uh, yeah, have a good Thanksgiving, all you Yanks and all you non-Yanks. Uh, enjoy your week. Anna, do you, do you all have a holiday this week? I know sometimes, like, other countries, even though they're like it's not Thanksgiving over there, might have a holiday set up. You all got anything of the sort? We have a holiday celebration this Saturday night at Reawakening 16 with EPW. So if you're in the Perth, West Australian area, come on over, 7 p.m. Have a good time. Have a beer. It'd be great. I am disappointed. Also, you most ridiculous. Well, I mean. You know, that that was a beautiful segue. That was that was magical. I am the king of segues, but that was great. I was expecting a Rusev Day comment, but that one was even better. Well, Rusev Day is every day. It's yeah. not just end of November. Well, I don't know what they do in Australia. No. Oh, Rusev Day. Guys, thank you all so much. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, like, share the share the story, share the podcast, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for sticking with us through NXT TakeOver Saturday, uh, Survivor Series on Sunday, Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday. We have shows up for all of them. If you want to go back and check it out, subscribing gets you all those. Of course, they are at Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.